0: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll break down a big move for the Rays and some Mets rotation developments.
1: Like Duff and Taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not me. had the uh, three co-crues yet. It works great, great in a fantasy three. league. I'm just glad yeah. I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15, on The Athletic.
0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by TOPS. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. This is Friday, July 23rd. I'm Al Melchior. I am here with Derek Van Riper, and let's get to the big, big news. Trade deadline news. Well, trade deadline's still a week away, but Nelson Cruz going from the Twins to the Rays uh, along with minor league reliever Calvin Foucher in exchange for a couple of right-handed starters, Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman. Uh, so DVR, uh, we can obviously look at this from a few different angles. Uh, I guess we'll start with the most obvious one, which is, do you see any kind of uh, value change here for Nelson Cruz in fantasy?
1: Looking at the quality of the twins offense to this point in the season and the Rays' offense, to this point in the season, I don't think there's a massive change there. I think hitting in the trot might be a tick more difficult than hitting at target field, but I also think Nelson Cruz is so good that it won't completely crater him offensively. So I don't think this changes a whole lot with my expectations for him. I'm excited that he'll get to play for a playoff contender. I think that was a clear area of need for the Rays, and I think the fantasy value of Joe Ryan is actually the thing I'm most interested in tracking in the short term because he was on my radar for really deep leagues, like AL only and draft and hold formats back in the winter. Some really good numbers in the minor leagues of the Rays system. There are some questions about the overall quality, of his stuff and how it's going to play at the very top level. But I think they at least have a guy who could be a credible back end starter on their hands. And they certainly need that not only down the stretch this season, but in future years as well. So pretty interesting name coming back there. I think we'll see what comes of of Strotman. But Ryan's the guy that I'm more interested in.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a nice landing spot for him for sure with the twins always needing some starting pitching. And uh, sticking with the twins, uh, who do you think inherits the playing time crater left behind by Cruz? Uh, We saw Williams Astadio, first of all, get called up and then get a start on Thursday. Uh, Do you think uh, this benefits him significantly? Or do you think maybe Nick Gordon or somebody else gets uh, a larger share of playing time?
1: Yeah, I think Estadio makes the most sense as the net winner in terms of playing time. And maybe the Twins are going to make more moves and open up time for a few other bench guys. I think it takes one more trade for Nick Gordon to play more. But I imagine that getting Miguel Sano off of first base is a bit of a priority, maybe less so with the injury to Alex Kirloff. But I'm just curious to see if they have anybody else they like that they want to try at that position now that they have the DH spot is more of a floating option.
0: All right. And as for the Rays, do you see anybody here who's a big playing time loser or will the Rays do what the Rays often do and just kind of spread it around?
1: I think it's really kind of a spread it around situation. It would be anybody who's mixed into a platoon who also gets the extra little bump from the DH. I guess that means guys like Yandy Diaz and and Joey Wendell, even if they don't DH specifically, they get to play in the infield while someone else DH is currently. I think those types of players lose small shares of playing time with a guy like Cruz who should be in the lineup just about every day the rest of the season.
0: All right, well, we got a number of other news items here, so let's get right to those. Uh, Nick Castellanos was just supposed to be a day or two off for him. Uh, of course, he's missed the entire week so far, and now it looks like he could miss a couple more weeks. He's been diagnosed with a wrist microfracture, so an aisle trip seems imminent for uh, Castellanos. Uh, interesting development here for Giancarlo Stanton. The Yankees have a series in Miami coming up next week, and it looked like maybe a good week to, to bench Stanton in some shallower leagues because he hasn't played the field in a couple of years. He is going to play on the outfield this weekend at Boston and uh, start at least some of those games in Miami, so uh, good news there for those who've got Stanton on their roster. Justin Upton was activated on Thursday. He went right in the Angels lineup, went 0-4 in Minnesota on Thursday night. Uh, Austin Nola, also activated by the Padres. Hitless game for him, too, 0-3, but a couple of walks at Miami, and he will probably slowly uh, be worked back into that catching situation uh, for San Diego Jacob deGrom playing catch on Thursday this is a fantastic development DVR because we didn't really have any sort of timetable uh, for deGrom does this give you any sort of hope that possibly he could make a start next week
1: a glimmer and there's definitely uh, one league where I really need him back if I'm going to win this season so I'm kind of cautiously optimistic that he's headed back in the right direction but we've had multiple scares with him Already this season, if there's even a slight issue that he reports back to the team with while trying to ramp up activity, it absolutely makes sense for them to be as cautious as they have to be just to get him back eventually, right? Rushing him back is, as much as they'd like to do it is probably not the best long-term play at this point. Uh, true
0: enough. And I'm with you there in terms of uh, needing him in a league where I'm uh, trying to get back in contention. So uh, also the Mets rotation may be something to look for a little more carefully this weekend. Carlos Carrasco may be back in the Mets rotation as soon as this Sunday against the Blue Jays. Uh, Mets still having to determine where he's going to make his next start, but could be with the, uh, the big league club. So uh, we'll see. If he does make a start this weekend, probably no more than 60 pitches for Carrasco. Mitch Garver placed on the paternity list by the twins, your Mercedes. This was a quick one. He has unretired, uh, was back in uniform for a triple a Charlotte on uh, Thursday. So, uh, hopefully, uh, not dropped in any leagues where you dropped him because uh, he announced his retirement on Instagram. So he is back in baseball. Uh, interesting prospect call up here. Curtis Terry coming up for the Rangers on Friday. He's been hitting 294 with 17 home runs, a triple a round rock. He was featured on our uh, prospect spotlight segment a few weeks back. Uh, what's your level of interest here, DVR?
1: I think it's higher than it would be if he played in most other organizations. I think the Rangers can afford to give Terry an opportunity and see if he continues to hit. I mean, I think from a limitation standpoint, he's not going to be a good defender and he doesn't run well, but he hits and he hits with power and he seems to have at least enough patience to be decent in the OBP department, which can keep the playing time afloat if there's a need. And I would say in Texas, there's a need for some offense. So at the very least, AL only leagues, but I think there could be a path for him to be 15 team mixed league relevant relatively quickly
0: all right and just one closer note here to get to Kenley Jansen uh blowing another save that's uh, two saves in two consecutive games uh, for Jansen against the Giants uh any concern here for Jansen who had been having a pretty nice and steady season up until recently but uh, it's actually three consecutive blown saves for him total now.
1: Yeah, he was pitching really well up until about a week ago, and I think I even said as much on the Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast, so my apologies if I was the one who actually jinxed Kenley Jansen. Uh, The concern I would have is that the walk rate is way up this season. A 16% walk rate is just not typical Kenley Jansen at all. Of course, the K rate has been coming down in recent years. He's actually at a career low 27.2% right now. The the timing of this is fortunate for the Dodgers and that they could add another bullpen arm if they feel like Jansen's not going to be their closer for the final two months. It's unfortunate for fantasy managers, though, if that happens, because there are more replacement options if they go the trade route than if they tried to go internally. Uh, But for now, I think he's kind of in that mid-range. If you're ranking every team's closer situation, he's probably, I don't know, 15th, 16th in the league right now. There's a bunch of teams that share. He doesn't have to do that yet. And the track record is fantastic, but I think expecting him to bounce back to top five status, I think we've known for a little while that's probably not who he is. Even when he was pitching really well for the first three plus months of the season, I think we were all waiting for a little bit of regression to set in. It just so happens that a lot of regression has set in.
0: Yeah, it's a a bummer when that happens, When it all happens at once, and that seems to be what's happening with Jansen right now.
1: All right, well, let's take a look at the
0: Thursday standouts. Got to talk about Blake Snell here. Uh, Written about him three times in the last few weeks for The Athletic. Just a puzzling season that I think everybody's trying to figure out and making things more complicated, perhaps, with a really good start against the Marlins going six innings deep. And for him, yeah, that's pretty deep. Just one run allowed on three hits and three walks. Eight strikeouts. That's a nice uh, change of direction for Blake Snell. Uh, Does this give you more confidence in Snell uh, going forward?
1: I guess I'm still looking at him in really tough matchups and thinking twice about it, which is not something I've really done with Blake Snell in the last four or five years Uh, at Miami. If you can't make that layup right now, something's truly wrong. So this is a good step in the right direction, but I think it tells us more about the Marlins offense than it tells us about the viability of Blake Snell at the moment.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. And the Marlins uh, last in WOBA over the last 30, uh, 30 days. The team that is just barely ahead of them uh, the Oakland Athletics. That is Blake Snell's next opponent next
1: week. Uh, so would you go ahead and take, take the chance there? Probably, yeah. I mean, we'll see if they make a trade between now and then. Probably right after that start, they'll upgrade the offense. So it could be good timing for Snell to catch them before that happens. All right. Well,
0: pitching going better for Oakland than hitting of late. Sean Mania, the latest uh, starter, put up a really, really nice outing. Thirteen strikeouts for him against the Mariners in Seattle. He's now got fifty-five strikeouts over his last forty-one innings. I feel like this is the Sean Manaya we were promised when he first came up. Uh, what do you think about the the lasting power of uh, this new Sean Mania?
1: I think it's viable because he's got good command, a pretty deep arsenal, and we've seen this before, even it was, even though it was in a small number of innings. 2019 looked very similar in terms of the underlying skills. He was missing bats with swinging strikes. He was striking guys out in an elevated clip. Kudos to the A's for, for getting this out of him. I would say he's probably a top 25 starting pitcher the rest of the way when you factor in team context and park and the skills that he's showing us so far.
0: All right, and uh, looking ahead to next week as well, Andrew Haney, he's got a double dip that does include Oakland. Uh, Went seven innings against the Twins on Thursday, uh, just allowing two runs on four hits, a couple of walks, seven strikeouts for Haney, who's just been really inconsistent, but uh, about as good of a double dip as you can expect. A home start against the Rockies and another home start against Oakland. Uh, How do you feel about Haney for next week?
1: Good for next week. I think those matchups are good enough. If you get a home start against the Rockies, that's – everything you could possibly ask for for the first part of a two-start week. I guess the Marlins would be the second part of that that you really want, but uh, we can't get too greedy, so I'm in on Heaney for next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of hitters to
0: focus on here. Dylan Carlson with a big game. Hasn't had many of those this year, but his ninth home run of the season, couple of doubles against the Cubs. He is ha- having a little mini hot streak, seven for his last 17, with two homers and four doubles. Uh, what's your, your impression of Carlson, uh, so far this year? Do you think that, uh, you know, there's, there's more where this came from, or maybe we expected too much.
1: Maybe the expectations were too high, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he just went off in the second half and took that step forward and ended up carrying a lot of momentum into 2022. He's so young. We're talking about a guy that's got less than a full season's worth of big league plate appearances as experience. So I'm excited. If you've got Dylan Carlson on your roster, do not be surprised if he exceeds your expectations the rest of the way.
0: All right, Cody Bellinger uh, just in a miserable, miserable slump, really season-long, 0-4 against the Giants on Thursday night, now 0 for his last 25, 152 batting average for the year with just six extra base hits over 171 plate appearances. Where do you start Cody Bellinger next week?
1: I guess the way I was thinking about it was, would I sit him anywhere? And I still don't know if I want to sit him anywhere. The lineup around him is so good that even if he's not himself, he's still probably good enough to play in just about all formats. But the underlying numbers this year are miserable. He's striking out more than he did even back in his debut season in 2017. His barrel rate's a career low, 6.9%. Uh, It's one of those things, if I'm in a 10 or a 12 team league, and especially if it's a league that only starts three outfielders, maybe in those scenarios there are ways to talk yourself out of using Bellinger. But in most of the situations where I'm looking at him, I have to keep him in just because the alternative isn't any more enticing. All right, let's
0: take a quick look at the streamers for Friday. A bunch that are really interesting. David Price at home against the Rockies. Alex Cobb on the road against the Twins. Tyler McGill at home against the Blue Jays. Zach Thompson at home against the Padres. Willie Peralta at Kansas City. Johnny Cueto at home against the Pirates. Zach Davies against the Diamondbacks. Uh, A lot of good matchups there in that bunch. So Price, Cobb, McGill, Thompson, Peralta, Cueto, Davies. Going to take a breath here, DVR, and uh, listen while you say who. You like the stream
1: just about everybody's viable. If I can only pick one or two, I think of this group, David price actually kind of stands out to me as the guy that I'm the most confident in, because I think there's a high probability of getting that win. And I think I'd go with Alex Cobb as a close second.
0: Yeah, really, really good collection there. And yeah, gotta like the Rockies in Dodger Stadium for that one. All right, well, some interesting names to consider for Fab this weekend. Uh, I've got Patrick Sandoval on my radar, although I'm also gonna be looking at his uh, velocity this weekend since it was down in the last start. Eric Lauer's got a start at Pittsburgh, so I like that streaming possibility. Joey Votto has uh, warmed up. Akil Badu has just been steady. Uh, Those are some uh, players I'm looking at. And Jake Berger's playing more now, too. And the, the White Sox have a good schedule coming up so any names you would add or subtract there
1: yeah it's a good group uh, Sandoval even in more shallow leagues I think is worth rostering I, mean, I think Derek Hill is another name but I think it's pretty interesting because the Tigers will likely trade Robbie Grossman over the course of the next week and that should open up more time for Hill he's shown power in the upper levels of the minors he's always shown speed he's the kind of guy the Tigers should be playing a lot this time of year just to see what they have for the future
0: all right. So yeah, good weekend for Fab. Uh, best maybe we've had in a few weeks. So uh, good luck to everybody out there with your uh, bids this weekend. And uh, with that said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Uh, we would uh, thank you in advance for any rates, uh, ratings or reviews or subscriptions uh, to the podcast. And uh, so with that said, for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Monday.